the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Very happy to have you with us today. Also, uh, saluting our great radio stations in Wichita KQAM and our brand new affiliate in Houston, Texas, Patriot Talk Radio 920. And I hope you guys are doing great today. As a matter of fact, uh, callers from those two radio stations, uh, you will be eligible for the Todd Stern Show prize pack today. Uh, So uh, get to dialing. And if you get on the air, well, you will be winning a prize pack. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901 260-5926. And the big story, ladies and gentlemen, not just in New Hampshire, but also in in Texas, where the Supreme Court has basically sided with the Biden administration. And um, it looks to me that we are heading towards a very dangerous time in American history and possibly a constitutional crisis. The question now, what will Texas do The man who might be able to help us answer that question, one of the greatest podcasters in all of podcastendom, is uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, from Texas, and he is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Senator, hope you're doing well today. Todd, my friend, I'm doing terrific. Great to be with you. All right, uh, Senator, I want to get your reaction. Uh, Tucker Carlson last night asked a question, where are the men in Texas? Uh, What say you? Look, I think the decision from the Supreme Court is disgraceful. Uh, We are seeing the Biden administration actively fighting against the state of Texas to stop Texas from securing our border. Understand what's happened in the last three years. Joe Biden has made a deliberate political decision to allow the United States and to allow in particular Texas to be invaded. Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. We had incredible success under President Trump. We had made enormous progress towards securing the border. And Joe Biden deliberately ended that. He deliberately broke it. And today we have the worst illegal immigration in our nation's history. 9.6 million illegal immigrants have come in under Joe Biden. And he's not trying to stop it. He doesn't want to stop it. Instead, He's actively suing and fighting the state of Texas, trying to prevent Texas from securing our border. It is absolutely indefensible. 
Senator, um, the, the governor coming out yesterday, also Texas Department of Public Safety, they say they are going to hold the line. What Have you had a chance to talk to the governor? And if so, uh, what advice did you, you share with him or what would you like to share with him? So I have not spoken with the governor since this decision. He, he is actually in India right now traveling abroad, but, but I speak with the governor frequently. He's a very close friend of mine. And listen, I'm glad the governor is is standing up and fighting to defend Texas. I'm glad the state legislature is appropriated billions of dollars to, to, to try to secure the border. You know, Texas shouldn't have to do this. Under the Constitution, it's not the state's responsibility to secure the border. It is the federal government's responsibility to secure the border. And and the reason this crisis has happened, the, the thing to understand, this is not an accident. It's not that Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas are bad at their job or they're lazy or they're negligent. That's not the problem. They want this crisis. They are not trying to secure the border. In fact, they are trying to make the crisis worse. Alejandro Mayorkas views his job as speeding up illegal immigration, processing illegal immigrants more quickly. He wants the 9.6 million illegal immigrants to go to 20 million, 30 million, 40 million. And the reason is simple. Biden and the Washington Democrats, they look at every one of those illegal immigrants as a future Democrat voter. And they are willing to overlook enormous human suffering in order to gain a partisan political advantage. It is cynical. It is twisted. And sadly, it is the state of, of modern Democrats in Washington. And, and Senator, um, on a much broader scale, this is also going to impact census numbers and congressional redistricting. So yes. this is a very dangerous path that Democrats are putting this nation on. Uh, it, it is a profoundly dangerous path. And, and, and to give you a sense of the scale of human suffering, because Todd, no one who goes down to the border and sees what's happening can defend it. I spend a lot of time at our southern border. I go out frequently on midnight patrol with the border patrol agents. I bring many senators from Washington down to Texas to see firsthand so they can understand precisely what's unfolding. When you see the death and destruction, you can't defend it. Last year, 853 migrants died crossing illegally into this country. That is almost three a day that are dying, one after the other after the other, many just just being found dead bodies day after day on Texas farms and Texas ranches. Last year, thousands upon thousands of children were brutalized by human traffickers. Last year, thousands upon thousands of women were sexually assaulted by human traffickers. And last year, more than 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses, the highest in history, because of Chinese fentanyl flooding across our southern border. And Joe Biden and the Democrats in Washington are willing to overlook all of that, all of that human suffering, because they care more about staying in power than they do about protecting the lives of Americans. Senator, uh, you're a constitutional scholar. Uh, a lot of folks have been uh, talking about Article 4, Section 4, and it seems to me the, the sticking point is what is what is an invasion? It seems to me when you have millions of people crossing your border without our permission, uh, we used to fight wars over things like that. That is a textbook definition of invasion in my estimation. Look, I think it is unquestionably an invasion. I, the order of magnitude of it is is so enormous look we're, we're dealing with 10 million people that is larger 
than many states in America. That's who's coming across the southern border night after night after night. To, to put it in perspective, all right, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, a liberal Democrat, has said this is a crisis and it is destroying New York City. That is 110,000 illegal immigrants, he says, are destroying New York City. Well, if 110,000 are destroying New York City, what the heck do you think 9.6 million are doing to Texas and the rest of the southern border? To put that in perspective, let's take just one town on the southern border, Del Rio. Del Rio is a beautiful town. It's a small town right on the Rio Grande River. Del Rio has a population of about 30,000. I was down in Del Rio when in a single day there were more than 15,000 Haitians who had, were crossing in a single day, and they were camped in a massive encampment under, a, uh, under an enormous bridge. That is 50% of the population of the city crossing in one day. That, if that's not an invasion, I don't know what is. And, 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 and it is caused by Joe Biden, and it's caused by every Democrat in the Senate and the House who want this to happen. Senator, real quick, I, I know that we've got the New Hampshire primary underway, but, but I want to focus on your race. Uh, Democrats have uh, targeted you, uh, yep. and they're coming after you with guns a-blazing. Uh, tell us about your race. How are things going? How can our great Houston listeners uh, get plugged in and get involved to get you back to the Senate? Well, I'm running for re-election, and you're right. The Democrats have, have put a target on my back. Chuck Schumer has made clear I am his number one target in the country, and the Democrats are going to spend more than $100 million trying to beat me. My last re-election race six years ago, I won by less than three points, 2.6%, and given that, they are flooding the state with cash. And so I would urge your listeners uh, in Texas and across the country, to come to tedcruz.org, our website, sign up and contribute. Give five, ten, twenty-five, fifty, a hundred dollars. If you come to tedcruz.org, that will give us the resources we need to fight back, to fight to secure our border, to defend Texas. Because Chuck Schumer and the Democrats, they want to turn Texas into California. And if Texas falls, the impact for the country is massive. So I would encourage your listeners. Come to TedCruz.org, sign up to volunteer to support us and make a contribution, ideally a recurring monthly contribution, because the amount of money that big tech billionaires and, and, and that leftists across the country are flooding into Texas to try to defeat me, it is staggering. It is $100 million, and, and we can only win with your help. Um, and folks, uh, I know our Houston listeners on Patriot Talk are going to do just that. Uh, Senator, I, I know you've you've got a busy day ahead of you. Uh, we appreciate the great work you're doing and the podcast. You're crushing it in spite of Ben Ferguson. You are crushing it in the podcast <laughs> wars. <laughs> well, it's a lot of weight to carry, but uh, you know it, it 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 is great fun. And we do we do verdict with Ted Cruz. We do it three days a week, and so y'all should subscribe to the podcast. Actually, this week we're doing it four days a week. We did a special bonus podcast uh, today. So yesterday I did a podcast doing a deep dive on the New Hampshire primary and, and walking through the, the inside stories of the presidential trail in 2016. Obviously, I, I spent an enormous amount of time in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. So yesterday's podcast gives you really the inside story. Today's podcast, which was a bonus podcast today, 
I, I went into the history of Iowa, of New Hampshire, and South Carolina, and why those primaries matter, and, and, and what to expect next. I've endorsed Donald Trump. I think this race is over. I think Trump is going to be our nominee. But, but the podcast yesterday and today walk through and give you information. Frankly, you can't get anywhere else. It's not something that's covered in the corporate media. It's not something that is covered on TV. And so the, the podcast is really filling a, a, a space for information that I think doesn't exist anywhere else. All right, Senator, we're going to leave it there. Always uh, good hearing from you, and uh, we'll get you back on soon. Thank you, my friend. God bless. All right, God bless. Senator Ted Cruz, everybody. Man, he is fired up today. And, uh, yeah, he had we, – we, we went like three or four minutes over, but I think that's okay. Uh, but we didn't even jump into to Nikki Haley and what's happening in New Hampshire. We're going to get to that in just a little while. Um, and again, normally, folks, uh, we spend the first hour doing the opening monologue and, uh, with all of the breaking news. What happened yesterday at the Supreme Court is the most pressing issue in our nation right now. If, if states are not allowed to protect themselves from invasion, what recourse do you have? Now, the good news here is this is still being adjudicated in the court. So it's not over yet. This is not. This is not the bottom line, right? So so Texas still has legal recourse here. But the question is, what happens if the courts decide ultimately that Texas does not have a right to defend her borders? What happens then? You already have people, and, and these conversations are trending on social media right now. I mean, you've got people out there talking about civil war, talking about secession, And those are legitimate conversations that need to be had and will be had. But imagine being a Texan right now and and hearing that news, that the federal government is is stepping in and they are stopping Texas from securing the border. That's the whole point of this, right? That's why we have a border patrol. And they're not allowed to do their jobs because the Biden administration, as Senator Cruz just said, The Biden administration wants those people in this country for their votes, their illegal votes, and also to skew the the, the census numbers. So we're going to take a quick break here. We will go to the phone lines. Do you stand with Texas here? And what do you recommend Texas do? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. 260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls. Also, our live chat up and running over on our YouTube channel. And we'd encourage you to go over there and I'll be uh, chatting with you here in the commercial break. Uh, this is, ladies and gentlemen, the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, 
but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304 and start investing today. I got an email early this morning, a text message. Somebody was freaking out. And they said, Todd, is Trump in danger in New Hampshire? I said, well, not unless a moose is on the loose. What what are you talking about? Well, he lost Dixville Notch. He, he He got wiped out by Nikki Haley. Okay, so uh, let me explain real quick here. We're going to go to the phones. But let me explain this to you. So Dixville Notch, they've been doing this since, I believe, the 1960s. And they are the first in the nation to vote, right? They do this in the general election. And I think there are 12 people that live in Dixville Notch. Six of them voted. And all of the votes went for Nikki Haley. So they vote at midnight. They count the votes. And uh, it's they announced the winner. And it was Nikki Haley. Uh, and she won in a landslide. All the votes went to her. Uh, look, going back to 2016 and 2020, you had John Kasich. He won Dixville Notch and ended up getting clobbered. Um, Also, Mike Bloomberg won Dixville Notch. So it's not a big deal. So don't worry. President Trump is ahead by a bazillion points right now. So you're good. It's going to be a great night for Donald Trump. And the concern I would have is whether or not the independents are going to swing for Nikki Haley. You have the Boston Globe out there literally calling for independents to vote for Haley as a protest vote. And if that happens, it could be close, but it doesn't matter. Trump is going to kick her buttocks in South Carolina. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Let's start in South Carolina. Gene is listening to us on Talk Radio 960. Hi, Gene. What's on your mind? Hi, Todd. A pleasure. A couple questions, okay? Why are illegal immigrants coming over the border allowed to vote? In no other country does this happen. When even American citizens, when they go to prison, they can't even vote. That's true, but the Democrats, they fight dirty, and and we're dealing with... But how can that be allowed if they're not a U.S. citizen? It shouldn't be allowed, but the Democrats allow it, and and the courts, and again, this is a matter of... Like, it needs to go to the Supreme Court, like a bill or something. I mean, this this is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, I'm, I'm not arguing with you at all. It's outrageous. Um, and quite frankly, every person who does vote illegally should be rounded up and deported right there on the spot. 100%. Yeah, um, no, the, the I'm with you. The other thing is our president, okay? He, the man is cognitively impaired, okay? So there's no way he would pass a competency a competency test there is i can bet anybody a hundred dollars you will never pass okay so you know how can any bill he signed be you know legal he doesn't know what he signed and have to he has no idea i wish the media would start start interviewing more doctors as to their point of view the leader we can't have the leader of the world not being able to 
who's not competent. Gene, it's a fair point, and and let's get real. Uh, Biden's not running the country. That's Barack Hussein Obama. I mean, he's the guy that's ultimately running the country right now. And and you're right, the, the guy's out of it. He's clueless. We had Dr. Ronnie Jackson on, who was the doctor to both Obama and Trump, and he said it's very clear to him that uh, that this guy is clueless, that he's just not there. Gene, you give us a call back. I like you. You got fire in your, your spirit there, Gene. We got to run for a break. Hang tight. We've got Janice in New Orleans, Allen in Maine, Steve in Arkansas. Lines are open, ladies and gentlemen, 901-260-5926. Do you stand with Texas or the Supreme Court? We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. So JC is over on our YouTube chat and uh, says, Todd, my gut instinct is to say, heck yeah, stop the agents from tearing down the razor wire. But he says, what are the repercussions for those who are um, who would tear it down? He says, um, would they be charged with interfering with um, with government agents? And it's it's a great question. My recommendation is to stay in your ground. What are they going to do? Arrest the governor of uh, of Texas? Is that what they're going to do? I don't know. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, um, join us on the live chat over on the YouTube channel. Uh, in the meantime, let's head over to the phone lines. Let's go to Arkansas. Scott is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Uh, hey, Scott, what's what's your take on all of this? Well, Todd, you know, I haven't spoken to you in a little while uh, from Conway, Arkansas here. You know what? Um, here's my thought. Here's what I really wanted to get to. Have you seen, have you heard about the movement that is starting right now called TakeOurBorderBack.com? I have not. And they're, well, February 3rd. Now this is, this is, I thought you would know, you always know everything. February 3rd, uh, truckers, ranchers, law enforcement, they're all marching to the border. Now, check this out and make sure, because this is where I've heard about this. And I, I want to make – I'd like to know. Okay, not not sure what happened to Scott there, but uh, try to give us a call back. Uh, let's go to Alan in Maine, WLOB, our great station there. Hi, Alan. What's up? Hey, Todd. I was listening, and I heard a broadcast on another network. Check this out. Uh, I guess uh, 
those federal agents, if they're uh, interfering or obstructing federal law, they can be arrested under United States Code 8-34. So I think that's what they should do, start arresting those federal agents that are violating the federal law. Well, I know the Department of Public Safety down there, they took control of a of a park in Eagle Pass, uh, Shelby Park, that uh, the the federal the federal government, they were letting all the illegals into the country through this park. And uh, the the Department of Public Safety went in and took control of the park. There was a big hullabaloo a couple of weeks ago over that. So I'm with you, Alan, if they if those federal agents are breaking the law, that I believe that the, the the officers there in Texas have every right under under the Texas Constitution to arrest those agents, and that's exactly what they ought to do, and then deport them from the state of Texas. Uh, Alan, appreciate that call. It's a great thought you have. Uh, let's go to Art in Ohio listening to us on our KWAM app. Hi, Art. What's going on? Well, uh, it's interesting. Uh my, my wife and I had a discussion last night about the Supreme Court ruling, and, and my wife thought, uh, as you did, that uh, the ruling on the Supreme Court's part was uh, inappropriate or wrong. But I said to her, I said, you know, it may well be that the justices disagree on the whole issue of is this a federal border or is this a state border? And in places like Texas, Arizona, uh, California, and I, I said to her, possibly New Mexico. I didn't look at the map. But, but the fact is, uh, we have uh, a border in Texas, which is both state and federal. And, and in effect, what's happening, I think, is the administration is trying to play the string, so to speak, on the instrument that says this is a federal border, and Governor Abbott is, Abbott is playing on the string that says this is a state border. They're both right, but the point is, on a on a border like that, which is both which is both a national border and a state border, uh, the, the Supreme Court, as we I think perceive it as a nation, has to give us a ruling on where does the Constitution stand on this, and apparently. The Supreme Court, by a narrow division of five to four, has said, in effect, this is first and foremost a federal border. But you don't know that, Art. Art, you you don't know that. That, That's speculation because the court did not give a reason behind their decision. And and you're right. It was a 5-4 decision. You had Barrett and Roberts siding with the liberal justices, but they gave us no reason for for why they did that. And again, this does not this case is not over. Uh, it now goes back to the lower court and where it will be adjudicated again. So it could very well end up back at the Supreme Court, and maybe then we would get some explanation. But it seems to me, Art, the border there is the border there is a Texas issue. It is a state issue, and the federal government has a responsibility under Article Four, Section Four, to protect the states from invasion. I no, no, I fully agree with that. I'm just saying what I was trying to figure out is what is going on in the heads of the justices. Yeah, we just don't know. Of, yeah, we just yeah, don't I, know. I know. And, and so I said to my wife, I said, maybe what's going on here is the justices who said, you know, that 
that it's a in effect it's a federal border it's a national border and and because it is simultaneously both national and state border so, could be so that's the that's the conundrum we deal with on that issue could be Art, soon we will find out. I can promise you that. Appreciate that call, Art. You give us a call back one of these days. It's a, look. It's a smart. It's a smart argument. Uh, the question, you know, but again, we don't know because the the justices did not give us any reasoning. Period. Uh, let's go to Chuck in Memphis, Tennessee, on our flagship station KWAM. Hi, Chuck. What say you? Well, you know, you have to look at it this way. That wasn't a ruling. That was just a stay that does not allow Texas to maintain their position until the lower court ruled on it. But here's the other thing, too. If the courts uphold this, then when Trump gets elected, what is to stop him from going into Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., all of these sanctuary cities, New York, and clean them all out because what this does, it confirms federal supremacy over state law. So it certainly would then set a president to, uh, to, uh, put it over any city law elements of the sanctuary city. Chuck, I'm curious, um, to see, to see if that will continue. Um, it has been incredibly effective what Greg Abbott has been doing, shipping these illegals to Chicago, New York City, Detroit, some of these these other communities. Um, and, and what I find fascinating about all of this, Chuck, is that uh, the media is in an uproar and the Democrats are in an uproar over this, but that's exactly what Joe Biden is doing in the dark of night. They're literally flying these illegals to places like uh, here in Tennessee, for example, Chattanooga. So all of our listeners out in Chattanooga, there's a good chance you've got a lot of illegals living in your neighborhood. And Chuck, there have even been reports, unconfirmed, that illegals and flights full of illegals have been sent even into the Memphis area, courtesy of the Biden administration. Maybe maybe Abbott ought to spring for a plane. Well, there you go. It's it's a fair point, Chuck. Appreciate that call, sir. Thank you for listening to our flagship station. Uh, let's go to Janice, Miss Janice, the Queen of New Orleans. Miss Janice, what say you? Now, let me tell you about the Queen here. I got a phone, and um, they have all kinds of articles on it, local news, headlines, you know, all kinds of stuff, stuff across the country, everything. It's a great app. Anyway, for each article that's on there that you can read, you also can comment about it. And last night I'm reading, and somebody actually called Mr. Abbott a fascist. And let me tell you something. I laid into them. I laid into them. I replied, and I told them, I said, do you leave the door of your home open? Don't you lock your car? I told them, um, the El Salvadorian that recently, he was drunk driving. He killed a woman and her son. There was a teenage girl that was raped. There was a woman in my own state that was in Kenna, Louisiana, that was killed. And this is just a few things. People are being killed at the hands of these illegals all over our country. This is an invasion. Now, when a president takes the oath of office, it's a, it's in the, what is it, I think it's the Constitution there, someplace, there's Article 4, I think it's called. Article 4, Section clear, 4. Article 4, Section 4? Okay. Um, 
that you swear you take an oath to protect the country from invaders and from, from violence. And this man is not doing that. And as far as I am concerned, he, he people are dead right now because of him. I think Biden should be in jail and the people do need to rise up. And if Donald J. Trump is not allowed to be on bow, certain ballots, and if the Supreme Court holds that, that, that Abbott cannot protect his state, I'm afraid there is going to be an issue here. But the people are going to be right. They're not going to be wrong. They have to stand up. How would I know how I'd feel if I went out my back door and found people sleeping in my garage or something like that. I mean, if I went to your house, Todd, or wherever you live and did something like that, what would that be called? Right. Trespassing. It would be trespassing. Trespass. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Miss Janice, look, I I think you raise valid points here, and and my concern is where do we go from here? Uh, We are on a path towards civil war in this country, and the the because ultimately, I don't believe the federal government would allow Texas to leave the union. I, I think Texas would. I mean, if if the Supreme Court ultimately decides that Texas does not have a right to defend itself from an invasion, I think Texas would pull out of the Union. I, I truly do. And, Miss Janice, thank you for that call, which is why Tucker Carlson last night was raising this issue, where are the men of Texas? And I want to read what um, what Tucker wrote on um, on social media last night. Why aren't the men of Texas protecting their state and their nation? Everyone in power from the White House to the hedge fund managers to the Supreme Court of the United States has decided to destroy the country by allowing it to be invaded. That leaves the population to defend itself. And Tucker is right here. So we are we are setting ourselves up right now for a constitutional crisis. What do you think the federal government's going to do if the Texas Department of Public Safety starts arresting these federal agents? They're going to have to respond to that. And at that point, you are going to have the federal government taking up arms against the good people of Texas. I mean, this is how it all plays out here, ladies and gentlemen. And this is not conjecture. This is not speculation. But this is where we are right now. And I'm curious to know, you know, if you and by the way, every state is now a border state. So it's not that Texas alone is having this issue. The good people in Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, you guys are are going to be faced with these same issues, even if you are not directly along the border, because of what Joe Biden has done here. But the country's been invaded. The country is now being occupied. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? And specifically, what do you recommend Texas do here? Again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now 
800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, uh, coming up, Robin Poffman's going to be here to weigh in on the New Hampshire primary. Also... Caleb Park from Newsmax has been reporting live. We'll be chatting with him. And Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be on the Newsmax TV show uh, later this afternoon, along with our good pal Riley Neeson from South Dakota uh, weighing in. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, We'll go to Randy in Georgia, WDUN. Hi, Randy. What's on your mind today? Hey, Todd. How you doing? I'm calling back up your ass and I, I listen to the show, and every now and then I get upset. I, I got a question for you. Uh, isn't this like uh, Biden paying the illegals to come across so he can get a vote, like handing the money and saying, come on across, give me your vote, and you can come across to America. And this is going to start a civil war because all these people in uh, Georgia are getting fed up with the Hispanics coming over here and doing what they're doing, and they're spreading these people all over the United States. Now, isn't this like them Biden paying the expense? That's what I want to know. Well, look, um, the, the pro- yeah, I mean, this is the game plan. Biden is intentionally dropping off dumping these illegal aliens. And by the way, they're not just, they're not just uh, Hispanics. We're talking about a lot of people from a lot of very bad places, um, and hotbeds of terrorism, Northern Africa, China. So there are a lot of people that are coming across. And uh, as a matter of fact, it was over the weekend, there was some video of some Muslim, and uh, he had crossed over illegally, and somebody had the video camera out and wanted to know where the guy was from. And the guy just looked directly at the person filming and said, you're going to know who, who I am very soon. Well, what does that mean? Well, it concerns it concerns me, and it should concern you, that Biden is literally dumping terrorists into our neighborhoods and our communities. And and again, um, Randy, I you know, Gainesville, Georgia is a beautiful town, beautiful city, and I think that even places like Gainesville um, are going to feel the effects of what Joe Biden is doing at our border. Appreciate the call. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up in the break. I would love for you to go to Amazon and help us by pre-ordering a copy of my brand new book. It'll be out in March. It's called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? And this is going to be a grassroots effort to promote the book. We're going to rely on you, count on this great, vast audience to get the word out um, about this book. You're going to love it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of laughter, and a lot of stuff to think about, too. But I do believe that we're going to be able to save America, and I explain how in Twilight's Last Gleaming. All right, let's go to Steve in Arkansas, listening to us on KWAM. Hi, Steve. Hey, Todd. Uh, I want to go along the same line that other people are going about. So what gives the federal government the right to ignore or assist in the breaking of state laws and federal laws and what I want to take it a little further, if if this if this 
goes by that they've got the right to ignore Texas's laws, that affects every state in the union. Because so, what's going to be next? Are they, they going to start ignoring state gun ownership laws? Are they going to start ignoring state property laws, property rights laws? Uh, it, this this could set a precedent for something real big. It could, Steve, and, and and I appreciate the call. We are coming up on a, on a hard break, so we're going to have to let you go. But let me answer that question. We are dealing with communists here. That's what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with far leftists. We're not dealing with progressives. We are dealing with communists. Last night, went out to that big event. Steve uh, Steve Friend, who was on our show yesterday, had a, had a book talk in, um, in Germantown, Tennessee. Standing room only crowd. And here you had an FBI whistleblower warning Americans that the government was turning agencies against the people. And it's imperative for all of us to pay attention and when the opportunity comes to fight back. And and again, it's imperative that we start calling these people what they really are. They're not progressives. They're not leftists. They're not wackadoodles. They're communists. And they're coming after all of us. All right, hang tight, everybody. Hour two of The Big Show coming up next. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd starts. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> I got a big problem, America. So uh, we're getting ready for the big book tour. Uh, Grace Baker working very hard right now. She's basically a travel agent. She uh, she not she wears many hats here on the program, and uh, so anyway, a lot of these events, for example, uh, flying up. I'm giving a speech at CPAC, so I got to fly up to DC, uh, doing a lot of events out on the the left coast. Uh, so flying out to California, Oregon, uh, you folks uh, in uh, Salem, get ready. We may be coming to town. Um, my concern is flying the friendly skies. And I say this because this item, this is a breaking news report out of Atlanta, Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport, where the wheel of a Boeing 757 broke off as the plane was getting ready to take off and the, the wheel just rolled right down the runway. Was it a couple of days ago, a passenger was glancing out and looked at the wing of the plane and realized, wait a second. There are about a half a dozen bolts missing from the plane here, and the, fortunately, the uh, the pilot uh, pulled in and said, hey, you guys got to fix this. And what was it a couple of weeks ago? You had the poor, uh, the poor passengers uh, nearly got sucked out of the airplane, Alaska Airlines flight from Portland to Ontario, California. I'm just wondering, how's all this DEI hiring working out for, for these airlines? And honestly, I think I probably just need to, maybe I just need to drive. Forget about the airline tickets, uh, Grace Baker. Uh, just get me directions to ne- to the nearest Bucky's. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line? Good friend of this program, fe- fellow traveler of the friendly skies, Robin Poffman joins us. 
Robin, it's it's bad enough that you have to worry about the fist fights on you know the Spirit Airlines. Now you have to worry about getting sucked out of the airplane. It's outrageous. The best thing you just mentioned was Bucky's. I love that place. They have the best um, sandwiches. You know the uh, the uh, what is it called? The barbecue. You oh, can either brisket. get it chopped mm-hmm. or sliced. Oh, so yummy. Good eating right there. And the bathrooms yes. are very clean. I mean, that's a very nice place. It's very clean. It's it's the best. I'm telling you, I was at a Bucky's on Christmas Eve. I've never seen anything like it in my life. The I amount love- of people. It, it was off the chain, off the chain. So a little t- uh, uh, plug for them. You know, I'll tell you something, uh, Todd. You, you should have Miss Grace with the booking of your planes. Please make sure you're getting all your points. You know what I mean? You're not going to believe this, Poffman, but I am. I am a. I'm a member of the Million Mile Club at Delta. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, you know it's a real problem with Delta worried about DEI and United Airlines, and uh, let's go down the list. You know, down to Spirit. Uh, people looking out the window, and and you as like the common man notice something that's wrong with your airplane. I mean, I you've flown with me. I'm busy doing terrorism profiling. <laughs> now that's I have true. to add a plane mechanic to my resume. Come on now, it's true. Back in the old days, we just had to worry about the Islamic radicals, you know, lighting their shoes on fire. But um, now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I'm just I'm still working through Robin Poffman in a Bucky's. Uh, did, did, have you had the Beaver Nuggets yet? I, I have not. I, I did buy a Bucky's, and I can text it to you. I bought a Bucky's uh, Christmas ornament. I was so I'm so in love with the establishment that wow. I wanted it on our Christmas tree this year. Love it. Uh, well, let's uh, let's move from Bucky's to what's happening in New Hampshire right now. And I guess, based on Nikki Haley's uh, behavior of late, we have to recognize every time we mention Nikki Haley that she is a brown woman. Um, that seems to be very important to her narrative now. Uh, what do you make of Nikki Haley embracing the woman card, playing the race card, and basically, I mean, she wasn't insinuating. She was saying that uh, the the good people of South Carolina were racist. I, I think, you know what, I, I can't put my finger on it, but this person, this woman, this politician, she irritates, and I'm a woman, she irritates me as a woman, and I'm not voting for you, Nikki, because you're a woman. I'm going to vote for a woman who's competent. I don't, I don't vote the woman, you know, Hillary you know, burn my bra, put it on a flagpole. I'm not that lady. I I vote for competence. I vote for competence in the airlines. I think we need to get totally get rid of DEI everywhere. I think we need to go back to the best mechanic, whether they're a black man or a white man or a white man, a, a white woman or a black woman. I don't care who you are. You need to be the best that you can be in that job. And I don't think that she's the best person for this job. Um, there's something about, you know, there are people that were turned off. They keep talking about the demeanor of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. What about the demeanor of Nikki Haley? Uh, she just, you know, rubs me the wrong way. I can't really place it. I don't know if it's the, the voice, if it's too shrill. 
but I, I kind of tune out when she's talking. I'm just speaking, you know, as an observer. Um, I do think that they're going to have at least three times the turnout. Clearly, the weather is better in New Hampshire today and tonight than it was in, in Iowa. I think you're going to see three times the amount of people come out and vote. And I think it's going to be a very uh, loud and proud moment for Donald J. Trump, who's going to run away with this thing. And if I were her, I would not want to be embarrassed in my home. My home state is New Jersey. So if I was running for president or Congress or Senate or dog catcher, and I knew that I was going to lose in my home state, I would say, you know, it's time for me to hang up my hat. Uh, It's been a nice run. Maybe I'll get, you know, a job in the administration or not. And let me go on my way to save myself from the embarrassment of this, which is what's going to happen here. She doesn't have what it takes to be president in, in my world. Yeah, it's just um, she's off-putting, and I, I can't put my finger on it. But um, when she came out, you know, a lot of these policies, they just sound like they're coming from the Democrats. And uh, it, it's very odd. Um, clearly, though, she has the backing of the anti-Trump movement in the Republican Party. Do you think this is going to have any sort of an impact on the, the turnout today and the, you know, who ultimately wins tonight? No, I mean, they had her winning. What's that little town with the six votes? Uh, Dixville, Dixville Notch. Yeah, so she won Dixville Notch. You know, you can hear the six people clapping in the background. And, I, you know, New Hampshire is a weird place, you know, live free or die. You have a lot of independent for people that don't know in your listening audience. You know, there's a lot of independence up there. And she's kind of that rhino Republican in name only George Bush kind of a vibe. And she's running around with the Sununu kid. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it just it doesn't work for me because I'm not a rhino. I'm a conservative. So that's what that's why um, DeSantis disintegrated is because his lane was so narrow. He had the anti-Trump conservative vote, which is such a sliver of the pie. Right, Todd? It's just such a sliver. And so there's not a lot of people in that lane of traffic. And so that's why he disintegrated. I am still I know you're not, but I am still a big DeSantis fan and I have spent a ton of time in Florida under his uh, leadership there. And the state runs better than any other state in our country. Uh, uh, first, uh, second, Texas would be number two. But Florida is number one. And I am telling you that he has a future. And when he, you know, said his uh, goodbye remarks before, you know, they gave him the hook and took him off the stage, I thought that he looked the most presidential at the very end. And to me, that was the kickoff of 2028, if you do the math right, 2028. And uh, I think it was just a matter for him. If I was his political consultant, I would say, sir, it is just not your time. It is meant to be that you finish out your great work in the great state of Florida, and it's just not the right time for you, but that doesn't mean there's not a time for you and a place in the future. So I think he's the future of the party uh, post-Trump. And uh, Todd, you know, it's been interesting. A lot of people just in my personal life have been asking me who I would see Trump picking um, for VP. Would you like to hear my male and female picks? I'm all ears. Okay, if he goes for a man, 
I would like it. Me personally, I'd like to see Pompeo in there, the former Secretary of State, because I think he knows he's kind of low key. He's hardcore. He gets the job done and he knows the players. So I'd like it to be Pompeo. And they're not in like any kind of competition. Pompeo kind of does his own thing, right? And then on the female side, my pick would be Huckabee Sanders, the current governor, uh, Mike Huckabee's daughter. I think that she always had a really solid relationship with Trump when she was uh, the spokesperson. I think she really knows foreign policy because of her dad. She's a leader. And uh, I think if he goes with someone like a Carrie Lake from Arizona or Christy Nome from South Dakota, I think if he goes down the glamour lane, he's going to, you know, you're going to have that Sarah Palin thing going on with the media and you're going to end up on Saturday Night Live with him picking a really, really, really attractive, glamorous woman. I think you're much better off with a woman who is not as glam and better in the political arena and that's what leads me to uh, Huckabee Sanders and possibly Elise Stefanik, but I think she's still a little young. I think that she would be better like DeSantis in 2028. You see, I like Sanders. She's done a great job. Um, uh, I happen to be a property owner in Arkansas, so uh, I'm ha- very happy with the way things are going there. Um, <laughs> I, I look, right. I... You know, I talked to the governor. We asked the governor about that a couple of weeks ago on the show, and he said that she's very happy doing what she's doing right now. And again, she, she's in her first term as governor. Um, that being said, you never nothing is off the table, and uh, she has been a great defender of uh, President Trump. Remember, Robin, when he the 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 conversation when uh, was it Kim Jong Un was giving her the eye. Uh, when they were over there, right. and and Trump looked at her and said, "Sarah, you may have to take one for the team." <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's insane. I mean, that's I mean, I really, classic I, Trump. Yeah, that's hilarious. That 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 is a, a true Trumpian. That is a true Trumpian statement. But um, I think at this point, anything could happen. Um, I do think that Trump is going to run away with it. I think uh, everything going on in Atlanta, Georgia, with uh, Fonnie Willis and her Caribbean crew. You know, I'm a big fan, Todd, as you know. I'm a big fan of going on vacation. I'm a big fan of Aruba. I'm a big fan of uh, Royal Caribbean cruises. I'm a big fan of weekends in Miami and weekends in Napa Valley, drinking, you know, your Sacramento days with the Napa Valley up there, right? Uh but really, you hired this guy who's, you know, not the right kind of lawyer for the trial. And now you're running around allegedly, allegedly having an affair. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it, it's the whole thing. The whole case needs to go right into the trash bin. It's a great point, And I think it will. And she's in trouble. Uh, I, I think she's got big problems ahead of her. And I hope she's got a good attorney. Uh, Poffman, we're going to have to leave it. We we are super late for a break here. A great insight, though. Oh, no. We've got you down as a at Pompeo and and Huckabee Sanders. We've got you down. That on on January twenty third, the day after my birthday, the odometer just rolled up one yesterday, Todd. Wow! Happy birthday, (laughs) thirty. Thirty-one. <laughs> you look beautiful. All right, all right, Robin Poffin, everybody, a great national correspondent and journalist. Robin, you be you be good and happy birthday. All right, great lady, right there. By the way, this just coming in, Los Angeles Times. They're summoning the staff 
Looks like a bunch of reporters are getting the heave-ho, laying off about 20% of the newsroom today. So there you go. I'm telling you, folks, people hate the media. They just hate these journalists. Got to take a break. When we come back, going to the phones, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. As promised, let's go right to the phone lines. Uh, let's say hello to James in Florida, listening to us on our KWAM app. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Yes, uh, listen. Uh, I think Donald Trump is the best thing going for today. And I think that any so-called citizens uh, that don't see what's going on, with whoever the leader is, they say it's Biden, I don't, I don't think so, but whoever the leader is, with all these high prices on each agenda, the food, the gas, the this, and I put Trump because he said, we on them, drill, drill, drill. Anytime you're living in a country that got so much natural resources and don't use it, something is wrong with the people. The people in America are sort of gullible to me. You know, you're talking about low IQ voters. Well, I think this whole country, not everybody, I think this whole country is low IQ. So look what they vote for. Look, look how, then they can, then they try to justify by being in a war. I don't care nothing about Ukraine. I don't care nothing about Israel. I don't care about no country that's causing bloodshed. Fight your own war. If we don't lose two that gum. I am a veteran. Air Force worked on Air Force C. When you work on when you working on airplanes, you don't do no thinking. You put you put in your hand. It's called a technical order. If you can read, I guess that's one reason why they sell the mechanics. Because I I know how to read and comprehend. And when you working on airplanes and inspecting airplanes, it's a simple process. It's a very simple. And if you need a specialist, you go get him. So the American people ought to get off of this foolishness and. I'm, I'm trying to convince 10 people that live in Memphis. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my daughter. I'm working on my wife. That uh, Donald Trump is the right person for the day. James, now, wife, I'm, yes, trying, I'm trying to convince President Trump to come to Memphis to do a, a rally because I'm, I'm with you. I think more, I think especially more black voters are going to be switching parties and voting for Trump this go around only because the Democrats have completely failed. They have failed the black community. They failed the Hispanic community. And, and, and let's see what happens, James. We've got about 30 seconds. Your thoughts on that? You think we're... And, and even with all of that, they think they still going with They think they still got to pull the wool over people. They don't even see that people are waking up, even though, even though it don't seem that way. I got 10 people to convince to vote for Trump. People don't really get listening. You do the same. This thing has to come from the personal account of person. Yep, you're right. If you believe in Yeah, you got to dig in. I'm convincing my daughter and my wife and 10 other friends that are, no, I ain't no friends, but the associates, that you need to vote for Donald Trump. I can't see nobody want to vote for anybody but Donald Trump. It wasn't no war about it. And you definitely got to be here strong like that, brother. They try to be like Donald Trump going to start wars and 
no war. No, there was no war. James, we're running we're we're running up on a break here, so we gotta let you go. But hear me on this, James. You need to get involved with the White Haven Republican Club when you're back back home in Memphis. Uh, they're doing some great stuff, and it might be good to bring your wife and, and daughter over to one of the meetings. Uh, they're they're really running and gunning uh, the Whitehaven Republican Club, which, by the way, is in a predominantly black part of Memphis, strong middle-class community, and people are sick and tired. And I, I feel very, very encouraged about where things are going here. All right, 901-260-5926 is our number. This is the Todd Stern Show. excited about yesterday's show we had the lady call in 45 years she was voting democrat after listening to this program she is now voting republican for the very first time and uh, she's going to be voting for donald trump good for you ma'am and we celebrate that on this program real quick i, I want to go to ocala florida sunny is on the line listening to us on woca sunny what is on your mind What's on my mind is the fact that we don't have an American government any longer. The Supreme Court, as far as I'm concerned, violated the Constitution, Article 1, Section 9, Article 4, Section 4. The one that's really strong is Article 4, Section 4. The United States shall guarantee to every state in the Union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on the application of the legislature, etc. It's not a very long uh, article. It's not long, but it packs a punch, doesn't it, Sonny? It sure does. And our entire administration is violating the oath of office. And also, if you read the whole article, besides the oath of office, they're violating the uh, Constitution again. The, it's a, a bloody shame what's going on in our country. Sonny, it's disgusting, but, and they're setting up a constitutional crisis here. It, it is. It's, it's the end of... If we don't straighten this out now, I predict by, the, by uh, next December, we will not have the United States of America will be pledging allegiance to the USSA, United Socialist States of America. We are losing our government at a very rapid pace, and if the people and our Congress doesn't wake up, we're we're gone. Sonny, you're uh, you're spot on, and and let me tell you this: you sir are a great American patriot, and I want you to call WOCA and tell them thank them for carrying our program and. We thank you for listening today, but you're absolutely right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are dealing with communists here. It's that simple. And we're going to have to fight them because they're planning on taking over this country. Well, look, um, one of the things that we try to do on this program is salute and partner with great organizations. And uh, this coming Friday, I'll be uh, driving up Interstate 40 to Nashville and I've been invited to speak at a, a great luncheon meeting of the Jewish Republican Alliance. And uh, the co-founder of uh, this organization joining us now on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Mitch Silberman. Uh, Mitch, first of all, great to have you on the program. And second, thanks for the invitation. 
Todd, it's an honor. I've been reading your awesome columns for years, and the, the opportunity to not only meet you but have you speak to our group is very exciting. Well, it's uh, you're, it's all hands on deck here, and Mitch, you may yeah. not be aware of this. I, Todd Starnes, a Gentile, uh, am an honorary member of the Jewish uh, Republican Club here in Memphis, Tennessee, so uh, well, I, I, I'm part of the tribe. Absolutely. Well, I will tell you, I escaped California almost a year and a half ago, and what I've learned being a, a proud Southerner now is that Christians are the biggest and most ardent fans of Jews in Israel. So I, I am just so thrilled to be in the Nashville area. Well, it's it's a great area, and uh, excited about this meeting. Uh, tell us about the efforts there, and are are you seeing, as a result of what happened on October 7th, are you starting to see Democrats who traditionally, or Jewish people who traditionally vote Democrat, uh, turning to the Republican Party? They are. It's a bit of a comeuppance for them because they've been, I'm sad to say, so brainwashed to only vote Democrat. And the horrors of October 7th, Todd, it must have been 24 hours that the Knights came out for Israel. And now a lot of Jewish Democrats, that's redundant, are saying, wait a minute, all this hostility towards Jews in Israel is coming from my party. Uh-oh, I have to rethink things, maybe. And, and and how is that process going? Are you finding it easy? Are people, you know, um, are, are are you guys going out? How how are they finding out about the alliance? Well, we began the Jewish Republican Alliance almost eight years ago, and, and you'll get a kick out of this, Todd. When we founded the organization in March of 2016, my co-founder and I, Bruce Karasik, said, well, if Trump wins, we may, we may not need this organization anymore. <laughs> we had no idea how nefarious and determined and dangerous the Democratic Party would become in the, in the past eight years. So we are absolutely welcoming more and more people into our Jewish Republican alliance uh, because people are waking up and realizing that as imperfect as the Republican Party is, it's not nearly as dangerous or as insidious as the Democrat Party has become. No, I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, again, the, the, the Jewish community here in Memphis is incredibly large, uh, very involved in politics. Sadly, um, it's um, it's pretty darn liberal, and uh, I was very impressed, though, to see um, a huge rally. We must have had over a thousand people turn out for a rally in support of Israel. I think there were just as many Republicans there as Democrats. So, so hopefully, the message is coming through uh, that the Republican Party is a big tent party. It is a big tent party. We're actually free to think for ourselves here. Dissension is allowed. But what we say in the Jewish Republican Alliance is if you love America and you love Israel, the JRA is your home. This is where you belong. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent, Jewish, Muslim, Christian, Atheist. If you love America and have steadfast support for Israel, uh, the JRA is your home, and the Republican Party is far more welcoming. And to deny that is to deny reality. Well, I think you're right about that. And again, folks, the, the website, jewishrepublicanalliance.org, that's jewishrepublicanalliance.org. So so tell us, what can we expect? Somebody wants to go to the luncheon this coming Friday. Uh, what, yeah. what What's going to happen? Well, we've been doing this. We have uh, chapters springing up all over the nation. And when, when we moved to the Nashville area a little over a year ago, I realized it was time to open a Nashville chapter. So uh, yeah, we have a private room which is great. The restaurant, uh, Buca de Pepo in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, on Galleria Boulevard. And uh, the whole idea is for conservatives to come together, get to know each other, build friendships. Uh, we share values. 
And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a vibrant, growing group. And I joke that we're working on getting 50% participation from Jews because <laughs> there's just a lot of uh, Israel-loving uh, Christians in the South, and, and, and it's fantastic. So uh, it's for people of all stripes and colors and come join us, and the chance to meet you and hear your presentation is, should be enough of incentive for anyone in the Nashville area to come join us this Friday at noon. We're going to have a lot of fun. The jokes are kosher, by the way. I just want to uh, I, I want to put your mind at ease, Mitch. Uh, but I am concerned. We're not going to be in the Pope room, are we? You know, they got a Pope table there at Buca de Beppo. <laughs> no, we have a uh, we have a private room, the largest private room there. The service is great, and more importantly, we have privacy so we can uh, engage with each other, ask you questions. Uh, you know, and and really, what what a tumultuous year we had ahead of us, and. As you said earlier, Todd, all hands on deck. The time of shouting at the TV set and throwing the newspaper down in frustration is gone. And now is the time for action. And we have a mantra in the Jewish Republican Alliance, which is stay informed, get involved, and make a difference. As, as I tell people here in uh, here in Memphis, it's time for the bagel and biscuit crowd to come together as, as one. <laughs> and, and, you know, we... It, look, we have a lot at stake here, and if we do not stand together, and and I, you know, we we had this conversation a debate years ago with the Baptist and the Catholics. If we do not set aside our differences and understand that we have this commonality, this thing called freedom, this thing called the yeah. Bill of Rights, and if we do not yeah. stand together as one, they're going to be coming after, and they are coming after all of us. And the warning here is, uh, you know, they're coming after the Jews. They're coming after the Christians, too. And you gay people out there listening, uh, guess what? They're going to be coming after you as well. So we've all got to stand together as one. You, you brought you're bring up such amazing points. There's a, there's a JRA donor in the Los Angeles area who is Jewish and who is gay. And he told me a year ago, I'm contributing to you guys because if they come for me, they're coming for me first. I'm Jewish and I'm gay. They're coming oh, for me first. Lou. <laughs> yeah, you're right, poor fella. Yeah, no, it's true, though. So, so I mean, yeah, we're going to have a lot of laughs on uh, Friday, and we'll have a good time, great fellowship. But we also need to talk about some big issues facing this country, and we have probably the most important election of our lifetime. And, Mitch, it's not just the White House we need to be focused on. we got to be focused on all of those state and down-ballot races as well. Absolutely. I mean, the presidency is crucial, but I'll tell you what, I was very blessed to have a private breakfast with Secretary Mike Pompeo about a year and a half ago. And someone asked him, and he's a heavy-duty guy, you know, and someone said, what can we do to help change this country? And Todd, he literally said school board. He said local. He said you have to fight at the local level because that's where it's, it's so crucial. And, and I'm hoping that the average person is waking up and saying, wait a minute, what happened to my country? How did the radical left take over this country? It wasn't always like that, and sadly now it is. Yeah, I, You're absolutely right. So again, uh, this coming Friday, and uh, tell us the time here, Mitch. Yeah, it's it's 12 o'clock Central Time. So anyone coming from East Tennessee, that's 1 o'clock. But it's 12 o'clock Central Time. Uh, you have to register in advance. There's no paying at the door. And as Todd mentioned earlier, it's www.JewishRepublicanAlliance.org. Uh, you can click on the link there and pay in advance because uh, there's no, uh, no paying at the door. We want to know in advance who's going to be joining us. Oh, that's great. And it's going to be a great lunch. The speech, it'll be okay. But those meatballs, they're killer. So it's <laughs> You're too modest. You're too modest. If you're writing and you're speaking, they need to be there. Well, you're kind to say that, Mitch. We're going to have a lot of fun and uh, looking forward to uh, being with all of you great folks there in uh, the Franklin area, the Nashville area. 
uh, this coming Friday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you should be there. Uh, those of you listening to us in Chattanooga, those of you listening to Memphis, drive over. It's going to be fun. You're going to have a great lunch, meet a lot of great patriots, and uh, we're. I think we're going to be really encouraged after that luncheon. Mitch, looking forward to it on Friday. Thank you so much, Todd. God bless you. All right. Mitch Silberman, ladies and gentlemen, he is the co-founder of the Jewish Republican Alliance. And my understanding is they are starting chapters all over America. And it's it's very exciting to see this, this movement. And I'm excited to be a part of it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So, all right. Um, again, our telephone number here, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Back when I was living in, in Brooklyn, the um, I pretty much, aside from six months in Yonkers, I lived all of my uh, time in, in New York, I lived in Brooklyn and loved it. Uh, my first neighborhood, it was in an area called Midwood, and off of the Q train, and it was a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. It was like one-third Jewish, one-third Pakistani Muslim, and then one-third Jehovah's Witness. A lot of people didn't realize the Jehovah's Witnesses, their international headquarters at the time, was in Brooklyn. And all that to say, everybody went to their synagogue, mosque, or, or a church on Saturday, which meant I could eat at any restaurant in the neighborhood. Never had to wait for a table. And then there was me, the Baptist. So anyway, um, I noticed right away the there, things are very different when you live in a mostly um, Jewish neighborhood, and um, there are a lot of th- there are just a lot of things that you normally would not see in your neighborhood. And one of the things on sundown on the Sabbath, they sound the um, here it, we would call it the tornado siren. And I remember the first my first time in living in Brooklyn that first Friday. And the sirens go off. I was at a market, and there was a police officer, and I, you know, this was just right after 9-11. And I, I said, oh, my, are we under attack? What? He said, no, 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 this is this is sundown. It means you have to get to where you're going because on the Sabbath, and uh, Jewish listeners, you can fill, you can help me here. I'm, I'm a Gentile, so I may get those wrong. But on the Sabbath, you're not allowed to do anything work-related. So you can't even uh, punch an elevator floor. And uh, on many of these uh, elevators, uh, the fl- the floors would all of the um, the elevators would stop on every single floor. They were automatically pre-programmed. So anyway, um, there were also Christians or Gentiles in the neighborhood who would help out uh, Jewish people. So, for example, um, uh, if somebody needed help getting to synagogue. The, you know, and you would you would help them, and and that's what I did. I was uh, they call there's a name for it, and I'm I hope I do not butcher this, but the, they would call us um, a Shabbos goy, and I was one of those people. I would uh, go and help. Um, there was a gentleman one day uh, who was in a wheelchair, and you could not push the wheelchair to the synagogue if you were Jewish. So they would they they asked me to do it, and I became a Shabbos goy. I was very honored to do that. And uh, as look, it, it, it's a pretty remarkable thing to see how other people practice their faiths and uh, their religion. And so I pushed this guy to synagogue, and um, and and that was that. So anyway, it's it's really a unique thing. And all that to say, 
Uh, I had a great and profound respect for other cultures and religions, and it was very interesting moving from the South, where everybody is a Baptist, including the Catholics, uh, to Brooklyn, where you're the only Baptist. And it's really remarkable to see how all of that plays out. Anyway, enough of that. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Georgia, WDUN, JC on the line. Hi, JC. What's on your mind today? Hey, Todd. Enjoy your show. It's very informative. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right. I was uh, calling in. You had had a gentleman earlier talking about the the situation down in Texas, and I, I like to study history and different things, and it reminded me of the incident that took place at the beginning of the war between the states when Lincoln went into Maryland and had one of his militia officers burn a bridge, and then he declared martial law for the state of Maryland so that he could arrest the standing legislators, throw them in prison to keep Maryland from going with the South and staying in the North. So as you think about Texas over here and the January 6th and the different things that went on there, do you think Biden may create an incident in Texas in order to declare martial law or just declare a constitutional crisis all over the whole United States so that he can take everyone's guns, suspend freedom of the press, and here we go. JC, I see every single thing you just said as as a possibility. And it's not out of the realm of possibility from something like that happening. I don't think they would have to suspend the press uh, because they're pretty much in the back pocket of these communists who are in control of our government right now. But I would not be surprised if they tried to shut down you know, things like Twitter, uh, Facebook, social media. Um, so, yeah, I think that's absolutely possible. All right. What about just uh, taking over the whole state of Texas? Yeah, they're going to try that, but I, that's not going to work. And and the question I would have, and I think, you know, Biden's been alluding to this. He's been threatening people. What is it? The F, he says, yeah, you've got guns, but we've got the F-18s or whatever it was, whatever he said. He was implying that he was going to use fighter jets against, you know, the American people. Um, I, I think the, by and large, and maybe we can open up this question to the audience, J.C., I think by and large, if the military was told you're going into Texas and you're going to put down the rebellion of the Texans, I I don't think a, a good number of our military personnel are going to do that. I think they would either lay down their arms and walk away or they would take up arms against the federal government. So, uh, JC, it's a great point you raise, and I appreciate that great history lesson as well. Burning the bridges in uh, Maryland google that folks it's it actually happened back in the early days before the before the war of northern aggression as we call it all right i got it boy that's gonna tick off some people gotta take a break hour three of the big show coming up next From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starks. Well, 
hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Big Show. Good to have you with us today. And I want to say hello to all of our great listeners out there across the nation, border to border, coast to coast, across the Fruited Plain. And also a very hello to all of our viewers as we simulcast this hour of the show on Newsmax 2. Well, we are following uh, the big developments out of New Hampshire where voting is underway Big concern here, and it's really not a, a big concern. It's not a major concern, uh, but the Boston Globe is now encouraging independent voters uh, to cross over and vote for Nikki Haley as a protest vote. So when you're looking at the whatever the final totals are coming out, and I believe Trump's going to win tonight by a pretty healthy amount, but you have to take into consideration that any support Nikki Haley is getting is actually coming from non-Republican voters. I mean, she is not generating much excitement out there at all. I think a lot of people were turned off by her playing the woman card and also playing the race card. So we'll see how all of that plays out tonight. Also, uh, we've been following the developments along the the border. The Supreme Court yesterday ruling during this program, the ruling came down uh, that the state of Texas was not allowed to erect razor wire to keep the illegal aliens from entering the country. And uh, we we know from Tucker Carlson, uh, and I think he Tucker did a pretty good job of, of conveying the sentiment of the American people. Where are the men of Texas at right now? Why are they not standing up, and what are they going to do? Now, the governor says, uh, Greg Abbott says, the fight is not over, and the Texas Department of Public Safety seemed to indicate that they would not be removing any of that razor wire. But the question is, what are they going to do if the government agents come in and try to remove that wire? Will they take those government agents into custody? And if that happens, what what's the next step here? Will the government send in the military? And we had an interesting caller in the last uh, hour, and and he, he, he rightly pointed out the, the developments that led to the actual fighting of the Civil War. Now, we still have a little bit of court wiggle room here, right? So this could go back to the Supreme Court. Uh, That's what Abbott meant by saying the fight is not over. But what happens if the Supreme Court does eventually come out and say that the the states individually do not have a right to protect themselves from invasion? What do we do then? Now, I'm not a betting man, but I would be willing to say at that point you would have an overwhelming number of people in the Lone Star State that would be calling for secession from the Union. The fact that we're talking about this now shows you how serious of a situation this is. We are on the verge of a constitutional crisis here, ladies and gentlemen, and by constitutional crisis, I'm specifically speaking of Article 4, Section 4, which requires the federal government to protect and defend states from invaders. So the question now is, what happens next? Well, there's still a court fight underway, and we'll be following those developments. But I'm curious, ladies and gentlemen, to hear from you and our Newsmax viewing audience, what do you recommend the state of Texas do here? Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Again, that number on the screen, 901-260-5926. And we'll be taking your calls about that. Uh, in the first hour of the show, we interviewed Senator Ted Cruz, and he is fired up about all of this. I would encourage you to go over to our website and download the podcast 
and you'll be able to uh, to listen to that that conversation. All right, uh, want to play some audio here, uh, going back to New Hampshire, where Vivek Ramaswamy, who is going to be on our Newsmax show a little bit later on today, Ramaswamy leading the crowd in a thunderous chant. Let's take a listen. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. If you want to defeat the deep state, vote Trump. If you want to fight inflation, vote Trump. If you want to revive national pride in this country, vote Trump. If you want to revive our national identity in this country, vote Trump. If you want to make America great again, vote Trump. That's how we're going to win this in a landslide in November, like Reagan delivered in 1980. And I I believe him. I tell you, that guy's a fighter. He is scrappy, and he's doing a great job for Donald Trump right now. Let's see. I, I suspect we're going to see this guy in some role in the administration. Uh, by the way, Nikki Haley, she's getting trolled. It is so bad. Uh, she just, wow. Um, so here's here's some back and forth. Uh, Nikki Haley was um, – she was asked a question uh, on the um, out on the campaign trail, um, and uh, let's see, I have lost. Oh, here we go. Cut number two. But you know what? We've got a lot on the line here. We really do. And you look at what's happening in this election. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to vote for me? <laughs> uh, get out of here. Wow. So she's only going to marry uh, marry Haley supporters. All right. There you go. Uh, poor Nikki Haley. Wow. What a mess. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you've got a lot of New Hampshire voters out there saying Trump is their guy. Cut number 12. Upson, want to shut off the border. Yeah, I changed my vote this morning. I went, instead of voting for Haley, I voted for uh, Donald Trump this morning. You changed morning. your vote this morning. Yeah, Why? Um. I think the election, the primary is over. I think that, you know, Mr. Trump's going to be our next candidate. Uh, and a lot of other people do as well. If if there's a landslide in, in New Hampshire, there's no way Haley can continue. But she probably is, only because there is a major fundraising effort underway among establishment Republicans who want to try and stop Donald Trump. So we'll keep you updated on on those developments. Also, a growing talk, and you heard it here first, folks. Michelle Obama may be getting ready to make her move. I think it's still too soon. There's no reason for her to do anything until the until the Democrat convention in Chicago, where at that point, I think you will see an even more diminished Joe Biden. And and by the way, Kamala Harris is slap crazy nuts. I mean, I don't know what the problem is with her. But uh, maybe she was smoking a little doobie back in the day, and it's coming back to bite her in the brain. I don't know. But something is not right with that woman. It's just very odd. Uh, Let's go to the phones here. 901-260-5926. Ed in Missouri, watching us on Newsmax 2, wants to weigh in on what happened at the Supreme Court. Hi, Ed. What's on your mind? I'm just curious. Why in the heck would the Supreme Court Everybody in the United States knows that the border is a crisis. Why would they even consider removing that razor wire? 
It, it's a fine question, and I the Supreme Court did not give us any answer to that question, Ed. There there were there were no opinions attached to the ruling, uh, so we don't know the answer to that. But it, it could be that they're wanting the lower court to work out whatever the issue is, and that may be the case. And that's by the way, is what Greg. That's what the governor's talking about. Uh, but but I'm with you. There's there's no reason why Texas cannot defend itself from the invading horde. None whatsoever. Exactly. I mean, that was really the reason for the Civil War. It wasn't over slavery. It was over we the South wanted to separate from the Union, and that's well, basically it, what Texas is wanting, isn't it? Well, yes and no. I mean, you know, the the Civil War was about slavery, but it was about a lot of other issues. And I think, as far as the average Southerner goes. Uh, the average Southerner did not own slaves. So for them, it was a matter of states' rights. It was a matter of taxation without representation, to borrow a phrase from the Revolutionary War. So, yeah, there were a lot of issues, and slavery was one of those issues. But I will say this, Ed, uh, if you've got a state and the government, the federal government, will not do its fiduciary responsibility, which is protecting it from invasion, then I say at that point you have to take a very long, hard, serious look at seceding from the union yeah i agree with you i really do i mean that you know they got to realize that the south was where everything was grown at back in the day and uh that was one of the reasons they wanted to separate from the union was because of the taxation deal the the taxes were off the charts and again you know a lot of people tried to diminish the state's rights issue but they were all big issues. Slavery was a huge issue, especially for those southern plantation owners uh, who had all of that, um, all of that uh, free labor out there or enslaved labor. And again, uh, it's uh, we cannot. And this is the problem when people whitewash history, American history, is that you truly do not understand what led to some of these big conflicts. Ed, appreciate the call. Thank you for watching. Uh, let's go to Terrence, who is hanging out with us from Texas. Terrence, wh- what do you what do you want the governor of your state to do? Yeah, Todd, I, um, I'm a little bit about this. Uh, I've been in Texas now for two years. I used to live in uh, Phoenix. Uh, we saw we saw the takeover down there in uh, Arizona, and uh, yeah, I live I live far north uh, in northern Texas, up in uh, Panhandle area. Uh, but this um, this decision to cut the wire, I think you're messing with the wrong people. <laughs> Texans are a different breed. <laughs> um, you're you're absolutely right that this is going to be the start of something big, and uh, they're they're. Uh, they're just waiting for something to happen in the state. Terrence, I think the American people need to understand what we're dealing with, and we will do our best on this radio program moving forward to explain we are not dealing with progressives, we're not dealing with leftists, we're not dealing with wackadoodle snowflakes, we are dealing with communists, and they want to destroy this great nation, and we cannot allow that to happen. And one of the one of the ways to do that is to bring in a lot of people from these communist countries into into the United States of America. That's what's happening in your state right now. Yeah, I believe they're already here, Todd. Um, I'm, I'm a Navy veteran of 21 years. I've retired, and um, I'll tell you, I, it makes me sick uh, to see what they're doing deliberately to this country, uh, especially at the higher levels. Um, I just can't believe it. Uh, we really need Trump back in there. 
we need to clean house and uh, take care of the problems at the border for sure. This will be the election of our lifetime. Uh, it, it truly will. And this will decide the future direction uh, of this country. That's that's how serious this this race is. And, and the president understands that. I think the people in New Hampshire understand it. I think the people in Iowa understood it. And they sent a resounding message to the rest of the country. So, Terrence, you hang in there. And I think, look, I'm a Tennessean. And, you know, whenever you guys need help, we're always happy to come down there and pull pull y'all's fat out of the fire. We've got a long history of doing that. But I can guarantee you there will be a lot of Tennessee volunteers in the Lone Star State. Yeah, I'm originally from California, Todd, and I'm tired of moving. So I think Texas is it. <laughs> that's that's and there's no reason for you to move from Texas. And if if it, if it's getting to that point, we've got a big problem in this country. Terrence, uh, God bless you. Thank you for watching, and uh, we appreciate that. Um, you know what? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're opening up the phone lines this hour of the show. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to be checking in with Caleb Park. Uh, he is live, boots on the ground in New Hampshire. Also, Vivek Ramaswamy out on the campaign trail, and he'll be uh, he'll be phoning into the show as well. Hang tight, everybody. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Todd Starn Show. Trust you're doing well today. Again, our telephone number is 901-260-5926. Let's go to the phone lines. Robert in Texas. All right, Robert, you're a Texan. Uh, what do you think the governor ought to be doing here? He should be uh, asking for all veterans, a call for all veterans to report to the border. I will report to him as soon as he asks. Is that right? So you're saying if if the call goes out for volunteers from your governor, Robert, you're going to be there? Yes. Yes. We all Americans have a right to defend our country. That's under the Constitution. I took an oath. I was in the Navy. Your last caller is exactly what I did. I was from California. I just retired in May. My kids were here in Texas. I moved to Texas because I want to be with my grandkids. And I'll defend our country here if I have to. Robert, I, I think a lot of people that are listening right now are, are cheering in their cars, uh, in their offices, and I, I can promise you this. I suspect, and I may be wrong here, but I don't think I am. I suspect you're going to have a lot of American citizens that would be willing to travel to Texas uh, to stand alongside you and your fellow Texans as you guys defend the border. I believe that. Yes, I would. I, you know, they, they put me in a tent or bunk, bunk me, feed me. I don't care. And, and uh, I'll defend it. Robert, I'm curious. You, you don't sound like you're 18 or 19. How old are you, Robert? 71. 71 years uh, old, and you're willing to take up can, arms. Yep, I can... I can still walk. I can still move around. I'm fine. And I'm not going to run because my knees are bad. <laughs> well, you can't do you. you got to watch those <laughs> knees. They're the first thing that goes. <laughs> but, um, well, I had them orthoscopic then. I, I'm, I can walk, but I, I just learned that but I'm the po- not going to run. But the point so is, Robert, you're standing your ground. I'm not running anywhere. Good for you. Robert, God bless you. You're an American patriot, sir. 
And uh, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But I will say this, uh, the reporting just in from the Texas border, uh, there are Texas Department of Public Safety uh, employees that are redeploying the razor wire in defiance of the federal government at this hour. So uh, there you have it. A lot of video is surfacing on social media uh, that the razor wire fencing is going back in defiance of, um, of the federal government. And I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but I stand with Texas, and we stand with our great Texas uh, listeners. Uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Rodney, uh, you're on the line. What say you, sir? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, I also agree with your last uh, uh, caller there. I, you know, I'm in Pennsylvania, but I am a Texan, and if, if I have to, I'll go to Texas to defend it. But uh, the reason I was calling is because I you know, this is uh, very quickly could become another another uh, come in Texas moment, uh, especially you know, when you said earlier that uh, what if the, the, uh, Biden sends in federal troops to uh, enforce taking down that, that wire? You know, Texans will will defend it, uh, and I think uh, DPS will as well. So there could be a flashpoint there. And that, that could be real, real dangerous. But all Texans are going to defend Texas. Well said, Rodney. And and I believe that others will join in that cause. And you're right. I think there could be a flashpoint. So we're going to have to be pay very close attention. We've got to be cool, calm, and collected about all of this. But at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot allow the federal government to be turned into a dictatorship. We just can't let that happen. All right, we've got to take a break here. 901-260-5926, our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starnes Show. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Dylan Where's Dylan? Dylan, turn your mic on. Dylan, are you there? Hello. Hello, Dylan. How is Lydia? You know, Lydia is our new call screener. We're going to get her on the air in the next couple of weeks. But she's uh, she's uh, running the calls, yeah. and it's been full lines for the past, I don't know, 45 minutes. Has she passed out yet? Or, uh, she's still here. Does she need water, refreshment? She might she might need a cup of coffee, Todd. All right. Well, we can we can do that. We can we can we can handle the coffee. Yeah. It's look, folks. You got to be gentle with Miss Lydia. She's just getting her she she's just getting her her legs about her. So, yep. Is this the it's the third hour, Todd? It is. It is the third hour. Coming in. It's it's the one that always does it. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Just checking. Uh, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us. And ladies and gentlemen, very excited about the brand new book coming out. My, I think this is book number eight. A lot of people are always shocked when when I say this. I write all of my own books. That's a little unusual in the conservative world, where a lot of these uh, talk radio hosts actually used ghostwriters. I'm not going to name names. I'm just not one of them. And uh, for one thing, it's hard to find a ghostwriter who can actually use Jesus correctly in a sentence. So there you go. Uh, the new book is called Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? We're going to be debuting the book on the Huckabee's TV show. 
Uh, but we would love for you to get an advanced copy, a pre-ordered copy, and you can do that by going to Amazon or your favorite bookstore and ordering a copy or two and give one to a liberal friend. And I can promise you this, people are going to convert to the conservative way of life after reading this book. I can guarantee it. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines. Chattanooga, Tennessee, John is hanging out with us today. Hi, John, what's on your mind? Well, I am curious um, if, if, any, if you or anybody else, I, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting the Supreme Court ruling. It, it, it seems upside down to me. And it, it's also clear to me that the Biden administration is not following the law. In fact, I think they're probably breaking the law by not enforcing the law. Uh, in Texas and, and wherever else they're not enforcing things. Is there a way, do, is there a mechanism to make the federal government enforce the law and, and obey the law? And it's just a question. I don't have an answer. Sure. Well, the Supreme Court doesn't doesn't make the law. That's the responsibility of, of Congress here. And and so we we don't have a lot of explanation or insight into why the Supreme Court ruled the way they did, John, because they they did not offer an opinion. There was not a dissenting opinion. Uh, we know we know how the justices voted, but we really don't have any insight into why they did what they did. Now the question is going to be, and this is, and, and I'm just I'm just sharing this with you. I, I don't agree with this interpretation. But there, there are many in the government who interpret Article 4, Section 4 as being a, a military invasion from another country. I disagree with that. I believe that what we are seeing at our southern border is a multinational attempt and a coordinated attempt to infiltrate our nation. And, and regardless, when you've got that many people coming across the border that to me is the definition and fits the definition of invasion. Right. You've got you've got the constitution, but you've also got the regular immigration laws. But you know, beyond that that are being violated. Well, of course, and nobody wants to and nobody wants to hold the Biden administration accountable. And and John, this has been one of my pet peeves with the Republicans in Congress. What have they done? to hold this administration accountable. They've done nothing. Uh, Alejandro Mayorkas has yet to be impeached. for, and, and he's the guy, ultimately, that's in charge of what's happening at the border right now. And we can't even impeach that guy. And the Republicans have a majority in the Congress. Here's another aside. I called Congressman Flashman's office the other day to ask if he was going to vote to keep the the border open. I was told he was going to vote not to, and I heard on your your show two people call in and say the opposite um, of that. And I'm wondering how did he really vote? I'll, I'll I'll check that locally here, but but I I appreciate your time today, John. Well, thank you for thank you for watching us. And by the way, uh, be sure to listen to my national show. Uh, we're broadcasting there um, on Nuga Radio in the Chattanooga area. You can listen to all three uh, hours of the of the radio show. Appreciate you hanging out with us. And John asks a lot of important questions, and it can be exasperating. It really can. But until until we get some insight from the justices, we're really not going to go. But it really doesn't matter to me. 
It really doesn't matter. And again, the breaking news, and we have just posted the video up on ToddSterns.com. We now have video of the Texas National Guard erecting even more razor wire fencing at the border. Good for you, Governor Abbott. Good for you, sir. All right, um, let's go to Susan in Alaska. Hi, Susan. How are you, and what's on your mind today? I'm doing fine. I'm very concerned about the border. Um, Yeah, I live in Alaska, but my brother lives down in uh, the southern, right on the southern border. And um, he said that the whole border, the whole southern border needs to be closed. Mallorca's not doing his job. Biden's not doing his job. Can Congress go ahead and close the border if they had any guts? Well, no. I I, I believe in the razor wire, too. Whatever, I mean, no one's doing their job, so Texas is going to have to protect itself. Absolutely. And and I think the administration, they may not understand what they're dealing with here, but this is a very dangerous position that the administration is taking. And my hat is off to, uh, you got Ducey over there and uh, James Rosen from Newsmax. Those two guys are asking the tough questions at these White House press briefings. But I'm not sure it's sinking in just yet, Susan, how angry the American people are. And I think we have reached a boiling point, and especially these areas like Chicago's South Side, uh, places in New York City, Brooklyn, where the illegals are literally being shipped by the hundreds, if not thousands. And uh, and now they've got to deal with the same problem the Texas and Texans have been dealing with. So I, I think the administration has completely missed the mark on all of this. Well, they're going to have to do something because this is an invasion. And and we have to be protected. And, and the federal government's not doing their job. So the states need to take hold and, and go ahead and, and stop this invasion. And that's exactly what it is. We have to close the border, totally close it. Yes, we do, Susan. I'm with you a thousand percent there. Susan, thank you for watching us today on Newsmax 2. Uh, let's go to uh, Kevin in Texas. Now, Kevin, I- I'm curious, what part of Texas are, are you are you in? In the middle part of Texas where... Um the slavery was last um, voted out here. All right, so you're by the federal government. So, so you're in Texas. Uh, what's your reaction to what the Supreme Court did and uh, the governor's response there? Well, I think that the Supreme Court is uh, just like the rest of the federal government. They are treasonous. They are here to take down this country, and they're treasonous. And this, every state has to fend for themselves because the federal government's not going to do that. They're certainly not. I'm curious what you are hearing from from your neighbors. Uh, you know, when you talk to people, are, are folks pretty upset at what's happening with this open border? Oh yes, they are. Even the um, the Hispanics in the neighborhood uh, that came here illegally are are upset because um, not only do they have to go through the process, and they are proud to be um, U.S. citizens and did it the legal way that this is being handed over and it's taken um, like somebody else had said it took their the pride that they um, for them for what they did to get here 
and to be happy to be here in America. All right. Well, Kevin, I appreciate you calling in, and uh, you guys hang tough. I know there are a lot of people out there uh, that are supporting uh, the great state of Texas. And again, the breaking news in response to the Supreme Court ruling, more border wire is now going up uh, at the border there in Texas. Uh, let's go to um, let's go to Bill in North Carolina, who's listening to us on WSIC in North Carolina. Hi, Bill. What's up? Hey, Todd. I can't tell you how much I agree with the previous couple callers uh, about the Texas border situation, but I just want to say that it's my belief. Uh, being a, a semi-intelligent observer, that this whole thing is contrived. I, I, I would even say it's it's been planned. Um, I think the government uh, is looking for an opportunity to be able to force their will on the people whole, wholesale, nationwide. And I think this is going to get out of control, if I know Texas, and I think I do. Um, I think this is going to get out of control to the point where uh, you, you, you may see some sort of a conflict. Texas is just simply not going to play, and neither is the rest of the country either. But piggybacking on that, I think part of the problem, uh, again, as, a, as an observer, is that President Trump made a grave error when he um, became our commander-in-chief in not cle- completely cleaning out the the grunge in D.C. I think he should have came in and just absolutely smoked them out, found every single one of them, and forced them out of, out of the government by hook or crook. Bill, I, I don't think it was a mistake. I just think that it was so massive that not even Donald Trump understood the, the true magnitude of the, of the rot within our federal government. But I will say this, he knows now and when he gets back into that White House, and again, this is why people are terrified of Donald Trump. When he gets back to the White House, Bill, he's going to have to address that. Defunding, dismantling the FBI, um, dismantling the Internal Revenue Service, the Justice Department, doing away, eradicating the Department of Education. I mean, These are things that have to be done if we're going to save this country. Absolutely. And I think part of the Part of the strategy here is that it'll probably take him four years to get that job done and whether or not he'll be able to focus on that, which I think is the, 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 the prime objective here yeah. or not. Well, Bill, let me say this, and, and we're super late for a break, so I'm going to have to ramp this up. But let me say this, and, and thank you for listening to WSIC, our great radio affiliate. Let me say this. Um, the president knows what has to be done, and he will do it. Will it be able to get accomplished in four years? I don't know, which is why we've got to be looking towards 2028. Who are the next generation America first lawmakers who are going to be able to, to carry the mantle of Donald John Trump into the, into the next election cycle? Uh, all right. Got to take a break here, folks. 901-260-5926. We'll be right back. Vivek Ramaswamy is coming up on the Todd Starnes Newsmax show. Uh, that'll be coming up at the top of the hour. Also, we're going to be checking in with Newsmax's Caleb Park doing a terrific job covering the primary in New Hampshire. But right now, back to the phones, full lines. We're, 
We're not going to be able to get to all of your calls. We're going to do our best and um, and hang tight because we'll try to get to some of your calls during the TV show. I want to go to Gina in Connecticut. Hi, Gina. What's on your mind today? Hi, how are you today? I'm well. Thank you for asking, Gina. Um, I I 100% agree with everybody that you've had on, on your show so far. What I don't understand, which is so frustrating, Biden has been in office for over three years now. He has done everything wrong um, legally with with the, what's going on with the border as far as rape, um, people getting beat up. All the, I, can't, I don't understand why this man and his administration is not in contempt. In contempt. Why New York is, hasn't been impeached? Why are we not doing anything? Donald Trump crosses the road the wrong way, and they want to put him in jail for, for jaywalking. I, I just don't understand what what has gone on for all these years, and yet we are continuing to let the administration get away with it, and the media lets them get away with it and, and constantly covers up for him. I it's, it's disgusting. I mean, you've got a son that you know cocaine was in the White House, and yet we had no cameras to prove it. Yeah, Gina, let me jump in here and try to answer your question. And, and it's, I don't think you're going to like the answer is that the Republicans have spines of a jellyfish. They, they, they don't have the courage to do what needs to be done. I mean, just think about this, Gina. You have lawmakers on Capitol Hill. They've been coming on my radio program for at least the past six or seven months saying that terrorists have crossed our border. There are sleeper cells in this country. It is a matter of when, not if, we have a terrorist attack on American soil. If that is in, if that is true, Gina, then they are literally turning a blind eye to what could be a catastrophic 9-11 event on American soil. But they just don't care. And, and that's a big, big problem. They just don't care. And I'm not sure, maybe the Republicans are just not used to being leaders they're they're not in a leadership position, and they're more happy being the the loud vocal minority. Maybe that's it. But Gina, we've got to change that, and we've got to start electing more America First lawmakers, not only to the House of Representatives but also to the U.S. Senate. But Gina, you're absolutely right to be disgusted. All right, uh, let's go to Jane in North Carolina. Hi, Jane. What's on your mind? What's on my mind is the border. There is a Take Our Border Back convoy, which starts on the 29th of January and concludes in a peaceful assembly on the 3rd of February at Eagle Pass, Texas. If we want more information, go to TakeOurBorderBack.com. And and, and you're gonna, Jane, you're going to want to listen to the show. I believe tomorrow we're working, um, Grace Baker, my executive producer, working to get those folks, the organizers, on the program tomorrow. So you're going to definitely want to want to listen to the show tomorrow. Great. Thanks. All right, Jane, appreciate you sharing that information. Real quick, let's go to Morris in Texas. Morris, you got 60 seconds. Go. I just want to let you all know that I stand with Governor Abbott and his right and duty to protect the citizens of Texas, also with the landowners down there on the border who, under the castle law in Texas, have the right to protect their land and property. Well said, Morris, and I'm with you a thousand percent there, and it's shameful that you have so many of these ranchers along the border 
that are not allowed or are punished for simply defending their property against the invading horde of, of illegals. It's just unacceptable. But Morris, I can promise you this, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans who are willing to stand alongside the good people of Texas, and we appreciate you calling in. And again, ladies and gentlemen, ToddSterns.com. Be sure to uh, bookmark our website. Uh, We have a lot of great information there. Download our podcast. Get our newsletter free of charge to you. Uh, We have sponsors that take care of all the bills so that you can have this very important information. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Radio Free America, The Todd Stern Show. Newsmax 2 starts in just a matter of minutes. You get out there and be good, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.